Welcome back to the Dealmakers Podcast Show with serial entrepreneur Alejandro Cremades, best-selling author of The Art of Startup Fundraising and co-founder at Panthera Advisors. In this podcast, we ask our guests about their successful acquisitions and financing rounds. Hey guys, so just a quick overview here on Panthera Advisors as I think it might be of value to you. So Panthera Advisors exist in order to help founders that are in the process of raising capital or get their company acquired. I actually started the company out of incredible frustration because during my entrepreneurial journey, which involved building, financing, scaling, and exiting companies, I could not find a resource that was founder friendly and I could not get the type of support that I was seeking. So as a result, I made a ton of mistakes along the way. So if you're looking to raise capital or you are looking to get your company acquired or just need some sound financial planning and you're looking to get the best possible outcome in the shortest period of time, feel free to learn more by visiting us at PantheraAdvisors.com or just reach out directly and shoot me a note at Alejandro at PantheraAdvisors.com. All righty. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Deal Maker Show. So today we have a, a really cool founder from Europe. I think that we're going to be learning a lot about the use of worms, about agriculture. I mean, you name it. And then also about how to go against uncertainty and against, you know, this crazy 2020 that we've all experienced. So I think that without further ado, let me welcome our guest today, Antoine Hubert. Welcome to the show. Hello, Alejandro. Hello, everyone. And uh, very nice to be there. Thanks for the invitation. So born in Paris, how was yeah. life growing up in, in France? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, it has been a long journey uh, since 38 years. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I've been uh, from a, a kid really passionate by nature and, and insects to uh, today an entrepreneur farming insects and, uh, and working in agriculture. And how did you develop this love for insects and agriculture and biology? I mean, how did that happen? I think I don't know if my, my parents did anything special, but I was really uh, uh, growing in the Alps. Uh, you are close to nature all the weekends in the mountains, seeing uh, flowers, trees, and, uh, and a lot of insects and butterflies. Uh, so I was quite passionate by this uh, species. And then also uh, watching a lot of uh, documents and uh, uh, papers, uh, photos about animals. Uh, I wanted to be a, a biologist uh, to work on the uh, animals in the savannah in Africa or to later to understand the, our origins, uh, where do we come from and the, 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 how the life came and the, the, the old, uh, from dinosaur to even before the very old uh, uh, life. That's something that's already always passionate me to understand the, the biology life uh, here, where we come from, and also beyond. I was at some point willing to be an exobiologist or to understand if uh, life happened in space. Uh, and, uh, and then uh, after uh, long studies, I became engineer in, uh, in agriculture with a strong basis and a strong, strong background in biology and ecology. Uh, and, uh, and then uh, and my career started. That's amazing. And obviously, after you got your studies, you know, here you are in the Caribbean, like really discovering worms. So how was that? Yeah, from from uh, from Caribbean to New Zealand, I was um, engineer in a research center in New Zealand, uh, North Island Water World, and I was uh, working on the agriculture pollution uh, in, there in the in this forestry and uh, agriculture uh, uh, territories. And uh, 
And, and one scientist started a project to uh, work on the rec recycling organic waste to improve the, 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 yeah, the, the waste efficiency in the, in the region by using worms. So uh, he told me, do you want to be part of this project aside your main activities? And I was uh, pretty keen to understand because I was uh, doing my studies. I worked a lot on, uh, uh, in agriculture about ecology and soil ecology. Uh, what's the importance of the, all the small animals we see, like worms and the one we don't see, like microbes uh, in the soil that explain all the fertility and all the functioning of the soil to uh, clean water, uh, to, to restore a lot of ecosystems. So it's, it's a critical part. We always talk about water pollution, air pollution, the soil pollution, uh, and soil health is, is really critical for, for us. Uh, there is a, a, an old, I think, a Greek philosopher who said, a uh, long time ago, that the, the, the overall human society uh, uh, is born and could develop just because of this thin 60 centimeters layer of soil everywhere in the world. Without this thin layer of 60 centimeters of soil, you, can, you don't have agriculture, you, do, you don't have the, the uh, uh, human beings uh, as we are today. So soil is key, and I, did, I found out this idea not to try to uh, see worms in the soil, but try to work with worms to uh, recycle organic waste. And, and, and then back to France, uh, uh, I decided to launch an NGO aside my career in environment to, uh, to promote this idea in Paris and in more, broader, more broadly in France to uh, use worms uh, at home, in schools, uh, uh, build a smaller composting bin uh, and uh, and recycle your leftover and do some uh, some good uh, gardening with the compost and do your own vegetables your own tomatoes etc so obviously doing the ngo really gave you the access to to understand you know how you're able to start something and build something yeah and i think that that was a really nice nice segue that owed you into into really building your own for-profit business uh, yeah. insect so so tell us about how you came up with the idea and the concept of insect and how you went about bringing it to life. Yeah, it's truly, I mean, this NGO, Organic, we were having this non-profit organization, but as a real entrepreneur uh, journey, uh, we started from nothing and, uh, and uh, ended up with a lot of partnership and, uh, and the development of serious game, educational toolkits, so promoting urban farming, uh, vermicomposting, uh, food waste reduction, etc. And at some point, we, we, we were a very humble and modest uh, think tank, and we, were, and we were doing some research, search and watchdog uh, and reading uh, regularly. And we found uh, the, this topic of insect farming in Asia in 2008, 2009, I think, where in Asia they started to farm insects. I mean, insect farm is not, is not new. Huh? Uh, think about silkworm, it's uh, like a century old business. In China, uh, we know the Silk Roads uh, in Marco Polo uh, uh, like 500 years ago. So it's it's not new. Uh, silk worms have been with us and produce silk, but the, the silk pupae are used also as uh, human food in China, uh, uh, animal feed. But nobody was, uh, it, it's quite small scale and it's a local consumption. And people uh, at the United Nations started to to promote the idea to farm insects more broadly for as human food and animal feed, and we picked up the idea, uh, use it in our in our NGO uh, part of our educational toolkits, 
Well, at some point, we are a bit frustrated about the, the, the real impact of education. Uh, you need to repeat a lot of time the same thing to be really well understood. So yeah, we, we had the, the, the uh, in, Alexis did the, 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 the bridge between this group of friends from high school and uh, the, the group in the association and saying that maybe there is something to, to do with insects and not only just talk about it and do uh, educational tools uh, and, and serious games about it in schools, but uh, trying to farm them and, and produce them to really offer products on the markets and have a real impact, uh, a shorter term impact than a long term educational impact. So uh, after a few months of discussion, we, we decided to, to kind of spin off this idea into a real for-profit company, but still mission-driven uh, with this uh, willingness to have a positive impact on uh, the, the food sustainability, you know, the food system sustainability. So then what was, uh, what was the next step once you got a line on, on hey, let's, let's do this thing, let's make it our for-profit, you know, like what were the next steps? But, but practically, we, 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 we discussed a lot. We, we started to, to ask good consultants. We were all in different fields of, of advisory in different companies. We put the ideas, the ideas together, the vision, and we tried to, to pitch the idea in different awards, you know, startup awards, uh, contest pitch, uh, elevator pitch. And uh, in 2011, 2012, and we uh, and we started to got some awards. So we we realized that we were not the only one to think it's a good idea. There some in uh, institutions, investors, scientists uh, said that it was a good. We were sharing this idea that it was interesting, and uh, the, the the concept of farming, processing, addressing these markets, and some idea of technology. And uh, but then we we realized we were lacking a lot of knowledge, and we built up a, a, a group of uh, research and universe, research centers and universities uh, in France uh, in a consortium and applied to a national grants about food sustainability, and we won the the, the this uh, the, this grant is about two two million grants in early 2012. So it was the the, the real real. Positive signal is when I, I decided to quit my job to be full time on a, to be full time on the on this project, and uh, and then to to go in a, in a an incubator, a startup incubator uh, in Paris, and to uh, and then a few months later, uh, we got also some support from the Paris region uh, to to get a, a long term loan. Uh, and we uh, and we could hire the first people uh, early, uh, the two first uh, uh, insect uh, uh, insectors uh, early 2013 to start first uh, experiments uh, and try to uh, to understand better our insects. So then, what 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 ended up being the business model for the people that are listening to really understand how you guys also make money? Basically, like any farm or any manufacturing business, we buy raw materials, food waste. Uh, we mix them uh, to make a good recipe that our beetle like, and then we have a farm. Uh, and then in this farm, everything is automated uh, in terms of how we feed, or how we we collect, we uh, we harvest, and we uh, we we get uh, eggs uh, from the beetles. And and then the the insects are are, are processed, uh, and we get a, a protein meal. To, to feed animals and, uh, and uh, the, we recover the, the manure to get a, a very a good organic fertilizer. So they, then we sell the product to uh, feed manufacturing companies that themselves sell to fish farmers, uh, to salmon farmers, to shrimp farmers, to trout farmers, 
that goes eventually to retail channel, etc. Uh, we also sell in pet food. So we sell our protein ingredients to a pet food company that mix it with other ingredients to, to deliver then a pet food brand in veterinary channels or in retailer at in different retail. And the fertilizer is either mixed or uh, directly used uh, by farmers uh, during like, uh, vegetables, crops like wheat and corn or, or even vineyards. Uh, and even consumer, the, the, the next year will be able to buy uh, our fertilizer garden centers for their own garden. So we are a B2B company, really upstream uh, in the food chain at the really beginning. We are impacting how we feed animals, how we feed plants, and then we are addressing the plates of any consumer in the world, whatever the diet is. Uh, they could be uh, super vegetarian uh, or flexitarian or really a meat lover and eat meat every day. And every day, this, any people will eat then in their plate animal, meat or fish, and or plants, like cereals, vegetables, fruits, etc. And we are changing the way these animals, fish, and these plants are basically produced and fed. That's amazing. So then how, how did you go about essentially raising money because how, how much capital have you guys raised for this so far? Uh, total, total money is $435 uh, million and uh, it's many equity but we got also some uh, grants uh, and some loans there, uh, commercial loans and we did four rounds from, from C to A, B and C and uh, indeed it's, it's, a, it's a deep tech business. Uh, so we, we had to do deep science to be able first to understand insect biology, but everything about how to do automation and, 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 and develop the technology to do all, everything you need to, again, to feed, to, to harvest, to recover, to process the, the insect beyond the biology. Uh, and then also do a lot of research to understand the properties of our products in animals and plants. So we did a lot of research to in experimental farms, feeding salmons and shrimps with uh, in very well-known universities in uh, from Norway, Greece, uh, Thailand, and, and France and Germany and Portugal and the US in the US to see if uh, the, the products were good, safe, uh, good good nutritional profile. And, uh, and also uh, if they have any benefits. And we found amazing health benefits and, and performance benefits on, on all animals and the plants we were, we were addressing. So th th this, all these science developments were important and were part of our equity needs. Uh, so it was to, to really understand better and then develop a lot of IP patterns. Uh, as we are, as this kind of deep tech company, it's quite a long term. It's not like in a few years you are break even and profitable like a SaaS or a software company. Uh, so we, you have investors that understand this, but they want to ensure that uh, all the money they invest for a long period of time is protected. So the IP is key. So this is why today we, we have 250 patents uh, filled in the world uh, coming from about 30 uh, native uh, patent families. Uh, we're highlighting the, the investment in research and innovation we've done uh, to not only on biology and on uh, end-user applications, but also in the, all the automation, this vertical farm concept, how we, we maintain temperature and moisture in our height, but also the, uh, how we, we, we have the, the best technology to, to separate, recover, feed, and, and process insects to get the best yield between uh, and between the protein and the and the uh, and the manure for fertilizer, so it's a it's a it's a it's a long research. And investors believed uh, early investors believed in the uh, 
in the concept and uh, from step to step was the scaling, really the scaling of the technology and the production capacity. Uh, that was the main thing. Then there was the, the to, to convince customers and uh, ending up to today to 105 million contracts signed. So all this co co commercial commitment also was a, a very good sign, which uh, explained also the, the last round and the size of the last round. Uh, we have we have customers now demand which is just pretty high, and we have been uh, running a, a small scale plant uh, which is uh, uh, still about three thousand square meters. So it's not a small, uh, sort of really small scale, but still, uh, it's 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 a really showcase showroom uh, of all our technology running for now four years, which was uh, a good thing for uh, investors to see, to visit the plant, to see it's real. The technology are there, the products are there. It's tangible. Uh, the, the they could call the customer, see why they were uh, uh, loving our products. And then explain this uh, the, the the success uh, succession of uh, of uh, equity rounds and then the, the other uh, funding we got on top of it. So the last uh, funding round was uh, probably one of the most challenging. So why why was that the case? I, I think it was yeah it raising more than two hundred to three hundred seventy eventually uh, in this round was uh, quite complex. There were a lot of financial engineering between the uh, many equity but also some debt. Attached all together in a, in a, in interlinked contracts uh, between shareholders and uh, lenders, and it took quite a while because it was a big check for a French company. It's not usual, uh, and and it's, we are not a software company, so it's even less usual uh, assets and manufacturers, uh, and also in the food and ag, which is even less usual today. Uh, so they they were uh, the, the 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 depth of uh, investor basis was not was not uh, huge. Uh, but we travel all over the world, uh, in Europe, in the US, in Asia, to meet a, a lot of investors uh, back in 2018 and to, to finally make the, make the deal uh, uh, very early 19. And we were, it, it was a long process, but we, we managed to convince everyone and to line up a, a, a lot of investors from different countries, from, from France, from UK, from the US, from Hong Kong and Singapore. I wanted to close it uh, in uh, in November uh, and uh, and finally uh, because it's really early January uh, and and then I wanted to close it before Christmas, so it was really a long Christmas uh, long Christmas uh, holidays not really uh, restful and even more because my my second kid uh, was born in December, uh, so it was uh, quite a challenge to. Uh, be able to uh, take care of him and be with my wife and uh, take. Uh, Time with the family as uh, we you always want to do, but in the same time finalize the deal. Uh, wait during holidays, nobody's there, and you wait, and then you finally close at the first day of Jan. So it was quite a, a, a shot of adrenaline and uh, and stress, but uh, it, it ended up very uh, uh, well eventually. And obviously, 2020. I mean, not only challenging on the on the financing and really getting that to the finish line, but then also the COVID, you know, and the pandemia, no, how, how that has uh, affected, uh, you know, as well, the operation. So, so especially with some new uh, announcements made by the, by the government. So, so tell us about that. Yeah, I think this, this year has been another uh, strange and difficult year for many, many companies. Fortunately, we are quite resilient towards COVID. We are a food business, so we, we are an essential business. We, our customers are still uh, uh, buying uh, pet food and fish feed uh, uh, companies and fertilizer are running every day. Um, but 
we started the we started the works of our flagship plan, the large plan, which is really the 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 the, the, the last the last step of our development and industrial development. It's north of France, and we 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 got the environmental green light on on uh, the stem was on Friday. We received it on Saturday, and so we run to the site on Monday morning with the, the all the big trucks to start to uh, do uh, 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 earthworks, and on the in the evening, our uh, French president uh, announced uh, to the to our nation that the the country was starting lockdown the day tomorrow, the day after the, the, the day after tomorrow, so on uh, on the Tuesday. So it was quite a quite a shock, and uh, we could start the walks, and we 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 got some uh, uh, some freeze on Tuesday. We didn't know if we could carry on, and finally we could carry on the walks. It was. Not as fast as we wanted initially, but it, it could progress, and they are still progressing well today until the end of 21. So it was quite a, another shot of adrenaline. But uh, eventually, uh, our business is resilient. We could uh, run the, the, the business, even though we had to be a lot uh, remote working at corporates. We had to freeze also uh, the, the R&D, which was a difficult time uh, for our colleagues. Uh, we, they, they couldn't work for a few weeks. In the first lockdown, which was very severe, um, but the second lockdown in France is more flexible, so the, we, the, the lab is able to run, and the, uh, many colleagues are able to, to work in a safe in safe conditions uh, with uh, protection equipment protections. We are obviously looking forward to have the, a more open situation, hopefully in January, uh, and, and with the the the, the, the vaccine uh, promise, uh, hopefully twenty one will be. Uh, at least the second semester looks uh, hopefully more normal than what we we had in 2020. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so now just to get an idea of the size of Insect today, how many how many employees do you guys have? We have 135, uh, and we will reach uh, 250, 250 next year and end of next year, about in one year time, because we are hiring a lot of people. Uh, for the, that we will be operating our big, uh, big vertical farm and flagship plants in the north of France. So about 100 people uh, will, will join uh, there in this uh, uh, France region. Uh, and we have already, uh, so we are mainly in France, but we have already a, a business. Uh, uh, we have a, an office in the US, in Miami, with our chief marketing uh, and strategy officer. And we are looking now forward to accelerate our development in the US. That's amazing. So, so I guess, imagine... If you go to sleep tonight, Antoine, and you wake up in a world five years later where the vision of insect is fully realized, what does that world look like? And in a few years, so we will be operating few vertical farms in the world, in, uh, in France, in North America, in Asia. We will generate at least 500 million revenues, and we will be most likely on the, on the public market uh, uh, listed somewhere. Uh, we don't know yet, but that's eventually a, a possibility because... Uh, we are building something absolutely unique uh, with uh, such uh, a depth of markets. You know, uh, just today we are addressing only pet food and fish feed. Uh, and beyond there is the chicken market, the pigs market, the human food markets. And only with pet food and fish feed, we could build 100 plants uh, and farms as the one, the very big one we are building in France. So 100 other plants in the world to address this uh, this premium segment of fish feed and pet food. Uh, and and uh, for each plant, it's at least 100 million revenue. 
So that that's the, the, the it's quite crazy, uh, and it, we can again go beyond to human food and other field applications. So the, you have a sense that we can build something which is meaningful, which has a positive impact on the environment, and uh, which could uh, be easily understood by people. Uh, it's about food. It's about what we eat every day. It's about sustainability. So something that could be available to anyone on the market uh, could also make sense, and people are really looking for. You know, this kind of ESG uh, uh, company, uh, a lot of institutional investors are looking for mission-driven uh, and impactful companies today. And, you know, obviously you've mentioned sustainability, uh, the environment too. I mean, there's a lot of people now that, that are starting to be more mindful, you know, about all this, you know, climate change, so forth. You know, obviously being at the right time in history when it comes to building and scaling a company, it's, it's, it's everything. So would you say that perhaps, you know, the timing and also these new trends and that 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 level of conscious has helped to push the wind behind your guys' back? I, I think, yeah, the, the, the investor mindset is now really uh, uh, focused on, uh, on impact much more than before. And we are, we are right at a at good time. I think five years ago, it was really too, maybe too early for this kind of proposal or 10 years ago, even more. Uh, but five years ago, uh, you, you had the... the company of boom like Tesla in the US. Uh, and you see most recently Beyond Meat also listed in, uh, as an alternative protein. And you see all the, the huge success of these companies. So I, th I think it's, it's the good time for a uh, company willing to have an impact. We, we call it uh, in France, Tech for Good movement, uh, which is pretty good, pretty important here. The demand is there uh, in the private market, in the public market. So as long as you execute well your project, uh, especially uh, uh, in this area of ESG, uh, tangible asset like what we do, the production, uh, manufacturing is uh, is really meaningful. Uh, you see uh, uh, billionaires like Bill Gates in investing in new, uh, uh, yeah, new source of food and uh, 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 sewing system, but also of a new uh, like mini nuclear uh, uh, plants to uh, to micropower the, the grids with uh, a non. Uh, uh, with less non-carbon uh, emissions. So th th there are so many things to change about how we produce uh, things that uh, it's really a good time for a company like us. Yeah. So Antoine, imagine you know you had the opportunity to go back in time and, and have a chat with your younger self. Perhaps that a younger Antoine back in 2011 that was maybe thinking about starting a business you now, obviously, you know, it's been quite a while. You've gone through the ups, through the downs, the, 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 the ugly, the, the celebrations. I mean, you name it. If you were able to go into that time machine and have a chat with that younger Antoine, based on what you know now, I mean, what would be that one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self before launching a business and why? Well, the most difficult thing is always about human relationship. And I will, uh, uh, when you build an organization, you build a, a, a society with people working together as a group. Um, and uh, you need to find a good balance. I would say that I was not an entrepreneur before, even we had uh, this uh, experience in NGO, it was not as, uh, it was a more passion working together, but just on the good side, it was nothing very really challenging. Uh, I, I think I would say uh, to be, not to be too naive. Uh, and, uh, and 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 keep really be uh, well advised by the, the good people, advisors, but also hire hire always uh, the better than uh, than yourself, which is basically what we try to do. Sometimes we missed, 
but more in general, we 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 were quite successful. Uh, but sometimes also be able to uh, uh, yeah to take the good faster good decision related to uh, to recruitment or when you need to uh, unfortunately dismiss someone. Uh, I think the most difficult part is always human relationship in a company, and and this is something that we are never really pre well prepared. So I will uh, say uh, to to me five years ago to be uh, maybe less naive, maybe take some uh, management lessons or here to, uh, with coach earlier. I, I I have been I'm followed by over time by different coach, but maybe I will have I will have needed to start with a coach right at the beginning. I love it. And Antoine, for the people that are listening, what is the best way for them to reach out and say hi? Twitter or by email, uh, antoine.hubert.insect.com. Uh, it's easy, you will find it. Or uh, Antoine, uh, and one slash Hubert on uh, Twitter. So please, don't Fantastic. hesitate. Well, Antoine, thank you so much for being on the Dealmaker Show today. Thank you, Alejandro. Well, nice to talk to you. If you like the show, make sure that you hit that subscribe button. If you could leave a review as well, that would be fantastic. And if you got any value, either from this episode or from the show itself, share it with a friend. Perhaps they also appreciate it. So also remember that if you need any help, whether it is with your fundraising efforts or with selling your business, you can reach me at Alejandro at PantheraAdvisors.com. You've reached the end of another episode of the Dealmakers podcast. For free resources and materials, head over to AlejandroCremades.com. Thank you for listening and see you at the next episode.